This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Topiary sex. Who did Rick outlive this week? Sleeping on the job. The most famous cub with the same birthday as Rick. And Rick's brush with Mary Lou Henner. And John Records Landecker live on the air. All that plus unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. And Rick and Dave just happen to be here in the house. Literally in my house. <laughs> We're very urban, aren't we? Yeah, my and my dog just took a nip at you. I, I, I really. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry bruised, for that. and someone's gonna get a little uh, ching out of this. I think. So you know, uh, this dog is is she's a little. Uh, Grouchy. Uh, she's she can be, uh, and she's you know she growls and and barks a lot, but she's never taken a nip at anyone before. Yeah, uh, yeah I got the bruise here to show it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna even uh, take a picture, put it on our Twitter feed. Okay. What do you think? All That's right. what we do to make sure that this podcast goes on. <laughs> well, yeah. I, so I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving town this weekend. She must know that. <laughs> I'm going up to Michigan to. Uh, uh, it's my my birthday this weekend, so your my, birthday, yeah, yeah, it's coming up already. Yep, double nickels. So you can't even. I can't drive fifty five. <laughs> uh, so when somebody goes, when somebody's talking about Rick, they're gonna go, yeah, he's in his mid to late fifties now. It's not even early fifties anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in my mid fifties. There officially. are there are some benefits now that you're fifty five, like. Um, like I think Denny's has a thing over like, fifty five oh, menu. Uh, no, I think that there's actually yeah. You know, I refuse things. to take advantage of those. Yeah, I, I, I refuse. They can they can keep their thirty seven cents <laughs> and suck it. Uh, are you not an AARP member? No, dude. <laughs> you every time you go to a Dunkin' Donuts, get a coffee, cup of coffee, you get a free donut. I don't care. All right. I don't care. Keep your donut. <laughs> they, keep it. They've got colonoscopy discounts. <laughs> they've got they've got Cialis discounts at AARP. Hey, have you seen those commercials for the for the new thing you can do instead of a colonoscopy? Or you just you rub a little poop on something and send it off yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's got to be sissies do. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing that because right. the colonoscopy thing, I I just can't bring myself to. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I took colonoscopy shop in high school, <laughs> yeah. so I could do it for like twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. Now that your dog took a nip out of me. No anesthetic, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I would actually like to see you do that. I would like to see you do that because I think that would not be a very pleasant experience for you. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be our podcast. That'll be a new feature. We'll get Vinny to do a jingle, yeah. jingle, and then I'll do your colonoscopy. Uh, well, happy birthday, 55. I mean, I'm a long you. way from 55. Yeah. I mean, just... We're going up to a uh, we're going up to a German festival in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There's some sort of a uh, I don't know German fest. Yeah, I right. I was told my cousin Martina invited me up there, so we're gonna go up there. Uh, but uh, leave the dog and the uh, the two the two older sons behind. So you're taking Sean. Yeah. So yeah. at a, what happens at a German festival? Do they have like symposiums on punctuality, <laughs> um, grooming, anything? My like guess, that? and and this is just a guess. I'm there are three things that a, a German festival has to have, or it's mm-hmm. not a German festival. All right. One is beer yeah sure all right if it doesn't have beer mm-hmm. i'm walking 
month. Uh, second of all, uh, second of all is the uh, vorscht of some kind, some kind of vorscht, okay. sausage, sausage, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the third thing is some sort of uh, unlistenable oompa pa music. What, uh, what about uh, grumpiness? There's going to be some grumpiness there for the old old grumpy guys. Will there be a bunch of old grumpy? The Germans guys? are not grumpy. What are you talking about? Well, happy birthday. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> uh, Germans are grumpy. Happy birthday. Uh, I got you nothing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and um, we'll continuously get you nothing from hopefully another 55 birthdays after this. Thank you. Now, yours is yours is coming up soon, too, right? Uh, September, my friend. So that's uh, that's like a sniff away. Six weeks. Uh, 55, baby. All right. Well, so this will be uh, this will be our last podcast with both of us as 54 yeah. year olds. So something to put in the archives, uh, you know, your keeper minutiae episodes. This will be this one will of be, them. Yeah, this will be like the Beatles at the Cavern Club. <laughs> and before this show is over, you'll be hearing from a Radio Hall of Famer. John Records Landecker will be on this show with us. So keep that in mind as we launch into Minutia. Don't we have a jingle or something? No, I'm saving it for the quiz. Oh, that's you right. Said, so, Rick, you've met guys before, right? Men. You've met men. I've okay. met men, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so you have a pretty good idea of what... Our species is like, our gender is like. Right? Yes. Um, well, evidently, Keith Tyson from Sheffield, England, has yeah. never met other other men before. <laughs> okay. So Keith is a topiarist. Do you know what a topiarist is? Uh, yeah, he's like a, he's <laughs> risk of sounding bad. He's like a guy who does bushes, right? <laughs> right. He, he, he creates shrubs, shrubbery. Yeah, shrubbery. Okay. Shrubbery. Um, um, so he trimmed his hedges in his, um, in front of his house in Sheffield, England. If you know what I mean. And he made it like a woman reclining. He, he created, he, he trimmed it as a woman. In fact, I have a picture here of it. I see. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So she's just kind of reclining. God, how much work is that? Oh, I know. I know. Uh, well, evidently it's a labor of love for Keith. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, and she's reclining, and you could tell that she's kind of in a little bit of a provocative manner, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, there's She's kind a, of inviting, you know what I'm saying. The, the legs are not together. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he, and he, even if you check this out, look, he put a pearl necklace oh, around. Oh, yes. Did you notice Very that? Very nice. All right. So, um, well, the Keithster is upset because he's making constant repairs to his hedge, and you know why? Because guys are coming yeah. by and, and pretending to hump it. <laughs> yes, because drunk people are having sex with it over and over again. As he quotes, they're climbing on top of her and pulling her legs apart. You know, it's disgusting. All right, Keithy, let me tell you something. When you're trimming when you're trimming a bush like this, uh, you're kind of inviting this, don't you think? I mean, uh, I bet if the Dalai Lama walked by it, he would make some sort of crude comment. You know what I'm saying? I actually, when you showed me that picture, my first thought was, oh, it'd be funny to walk up and dry hump that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's maintained, and he calls it his private lady, at his Sheffield home since 2000, but is often awoken in the middle of the night by distracted, drunk passerbys. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite. Uh, Mr. Tyson has considered putting up a sign to curb the behavior. What is that sign going to say? You know, uh, yeah. hey, <laughs> please do not dry hump my bush. Right. Uh, uh, now, and this is kind of funny. He's even added, it's not always a guy. Sometimes it's women. Oh, now uh, that's well, kind of interesting. England is a nice liberal place, right? Yeah. So, um, 
You know, oh, so. now I've got a visual in my head. All right. Uh, well, we haven't had a quiz for a long time, right? Yes. All right. I got a quiz. You want to fire up the uh, jingle? Uh, uh, yes. Let me uh, do that. Uh, here we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. All right. I'm going to read you a group of inanimate objects that people have tried to have sex with. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you tell me the one that is not true. All right. All right. I'm reading a four. You tell me which one there hasn't been documentation of someone trying to have sex with. All right. Uh, first one is a playground slide. All right. Okay. I'm trying to visualize yeah. how you could do that, but okay. A McChicken sandwich. Okay. A brick of Munster cheese. Wow. Okay. And a vacuum yeah. cleaner. Which one was not used? Hmm. Uh, All right. So I can, I, I'm going to say a slide just because I can't picture how you could do that. In 2015, Christopher Johnson, 46, was arrested to, uh, by having sex with a slide in a local playground in Coventry, UK. What the hell is going on in England? <laughs> yeah. Um, the latest infraction is not his first. A year earlier, he was arrested for undressing and performing a sexual act on top of a slide at Cordon Hill Park in Waste Lake, Cresley, UK. He is now barred from any place that has a slide ever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. not a... Okay. Uh, what about the monster cheese? That just sounds a little too specific. Okay. I think you, you, you cracked the code yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Pagano, you're correct. Christopher Picano, 42, terrorized women in the Mayfair section of Philadelphia early in 2014 by dangling Swiss cheese, not monster cheese, (laughs) and asking ladies to rub it on his crotch. So you're right. It's not monster. It's Swiss. Yeah, because monster would be ridiculous. That would be silly. That would Uh, be ridiculous. Now, McChicken Sandwich, I don't know if you knew this, um, 2016, actually, hashtag McChicken Sandwich was a trending topic. Yeah. Because someone on Twitter photographed themselves fornicating a McChicken Sandwich. Okay. And everybody evidently loved it. And uh, made it a trending topic. So everything that everything bad that's happened to this country happened in 2016. <laughs> yeah, right. And I don't know what is worse, the yeah. chicken. Um, also, a vacuum cleaner. This one was kind of an easy one. Yeah, you kind of knew. Uh, the guy had a. There was this guy. They did uh, Polish immigrant. Um, Do you have a year on this one? Uh, 2008, a Polish immigrant in London was caught having sex with a vacuum cleaner he was supposed to be using to clean the offices at a children's hospital. <laughs> When he was caught, he told the guard it was a common practice in Poland. Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm a bad guy. I'm a, I can't do a Polish accent, but I can do a German one just to assume it's German. Oh, so I'm the bad guy now. He does this all the time. All right. You uh, know, here's a tip for you. Uh, turn uh, it off. F- no, for you, uh, for you radio fanatics, if you can get a copy of Stephen Gary's Decade of Service yeah. cassette. So they yeah. came out with a 10-year uh, anniversary cassette back in 1989. I, I was the producer of that cassette. This is why I know this. There's a bit on there that Stephen Gary are doing about a guy having sex with a vacuum oh, cleaner. Okay. And it is... One of the funniest things you'll ever hear. In the middle of the bit, Steve is laughing so hard that I think he pees his pants. <laughs> is that the tape where you put in the acknowledgments special thanks to David Stern for something <laughs> and I didn't do anything? Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. you just like put like 50 names of friends on Yeah, it? I just put a bunch of my friends in there uh, just to see if I, if I could get away with it. And I did. Yeah. Um, okay, I got another four. Let's go through this quickly. Uh, a gumball machine. 
All right. Yeah. A 24-ounce jar of Otega Homestyle Extra Hot Sauce Salsa. Uh-huh. Uh, a drink cart. Or an inhabited wasp's nest. I'm going with the uh, the Ortega, the yeah. very specific. Yeah. I have cracked your code, haven't I? Yeah, you have. For the next quiz. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the favorite one here is the in the inhabited wasps. wasps. I didn't say wasp. Yeah. I said wasp's nest. Yeah, you did. I, um, a 35-year-old Swedish man was foolish enough to have sex with a swarm of bees in the comforts of his own, of their own home. As a result, the man was found dead outside of his farm with a total of 146 wasp stings, 54 of which were on his oh, my lordy. genitalia. That's um, a bad way to go. And how did they know that, that yeah, happened? Yeah, how did they know? Uh, because they found the man's sperm on some of the dead wasps. Oh, God. As well as an abundance of his pubic hair in their nest. Wow. So there you go. Uh, another Minutia Man quiz in the book. There okay. Well, hey, can I do a quiz too? You got a quiz? I got a quiz too. All right. I, I hate to do them back to back like this. Yeah, fire but, up uh, jungle. All right. Here we go. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia quiz. So, Dave, you know that uh, uh, we mentioned already the uh, very impressive news that I will be turning 55, 55 this weekend. That's an accomplishment. It is. It's an accomplishment. It's something that uh, your father, uh, Jesus, didn't do. <laughs> yeah. It's something that uh, uh, John Lennon did not do. Uh, Elvis Presley did not do. So Elvis checked out of the Heartbreak Hotel a little earlier than you did, right? (laughs) That's right. Jim Morrison (laughs) did not accomplish this feat. He barely got to the mid-20s, didn't he? Or how old was he when he... Uh, He was 27. I mean, so look... So you doubled his ass. I don't. I hate to you know prance around right. like this on people, but when you when you accomplish something, right. you accomplish something. So you're getting a little cocky here, aren't you? I am, yeah. and, and I'm going to give you a, a quiz here of people that I may or may not have outlived. Outlived. All right. All right. All right. All right. A. Elliot Ness, former uh, G Man. G Man who uh, who got uh, Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. B. Paul Lind. All right. We didn't uh, he die? Didn't he get caught? He did. He got caught doing something. No, there, didn't he? Well, he was he, he was gay. I, you know. But All I, right. Uh, C. Luther Vandross. Okay. Remember Luther, the great sure. singer. Sure. Uh, or D. All of the above. I think Paul Lind was older than 55. So I'm going to say. No, he wasn't. <laughs> oh, wow. The rubber voice. The Rick Kempfer rubber voice there. <laughs> no, uh, Paul Lind was 54 when he died. Really? Elliot Ness, 54. Really? Luther Vandross, 54. Yeah. Suck R- it, boys. Rick, 55. <laughs> yeah. Got it? Yeah, right. Okay, good. All right, here's another one quickly. Uh, A, Raul Julia. Who's Raul uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Academy uh, Award actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, B, Peter Sellers. Okay. Clouseau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C, Olympia Wilma Randolph, famous runner. Okay. Or D, all of the above. Maybe I cracked your code, all of the above. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Rule Julia may have won an Academy Award. Did yeah. he turn 55? Right, right. No. Nope. No, he right. did not. Well, yeah, where's your Oscar now, buddy? <laughs> Peter Sellers may be one of the funniest humans of all yeah. time. Well, did yeah. he turn 55? <laughs> no. <laughs> Olympian, uh, Olympian Wilma Rudolph, gold medal. Yeah, yeah, Big whoop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How fast you're running now? Yeah, that's right. I'm 55. All right, well... 
So so here's some uh, that we have on our list for next year, just so you can. All right. Because next year we're going to be knocking off some classics. Okay. All you right. ready? So we're in our wheelhouse right now. All we have to do is make it one more year, right. and Louisa May Alcott can suck it. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning can suck it. Emily Dickinson. Yeah, right here. <laughs> King Henry VIII. Come on, yeah, right. <laughs> Shove your big mutton line. Mutton Bill line. Haley and the comments. Not, maybe not all the comments, but Bill Haley. Okay. Will Rogers. Oh. Yeah. Ernst Lubitsch. Who's, who's I don't know. <laughs> and also Friedrich Nietzsche. Oh, the philosopher. That's right. right. What was Hitler? Because that's when I'm going to start. I think dancing. Hitler was 56. Oh. Oh, so, oh, hey, that's. <laughs> You know, a couple more years. Yeah. That's going to be the celebration right there. Uh, All right. So, uh, you know who else is celebrating and we should congratulate? Uh, let's do it. Roost Mama. Is that a real one? Yeah. Roost Mama is a Twitter handle of someone who won our retweet and follow contest. And Roost Mama from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, won Amish, a Amish Chicago coffee mug, Diary of a Wrigley Field Usher. That's a good one. It's a great book. And Chugga Chug, Scott Redman's child, uh, children's classic, Chugga Chug, about a train. Fantastic. Right. Could you would think Chugga Chug would be about a train. We now have two books about trains. Oh, yes. Tell us. You tell yeah, us about uh, Richard uh, Reeder mm-hmm. uh, just released this book uh, called 1001 Train Rides in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the event was wonderful at the yes. Ice House in Evanston. Yeah, so. at cartspress.com if you're interested in that. Uh, so all you got to do, retweet and follow us on Twitter. And we t- pick a random winner every week to for some of these just very valuable prizes. Rick. That's right. So there you go. And Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, uh, Google uh, Play, um, iTunes. Yeah, uh, everywhere that great podcasts can be found. Yes, uh, where there. Oh, hey, also, we are uh, nominated. Oh yeah, for the uh, People's Choice Award. People's Choice Award for Podcast of the Year. So mm-hmm. if you go to the People's Podcast Awards uh, online, mm-hmm. there's a chance to vote, and they do take votes from our, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love it if you'd vote for us. Uh, you know, be swell. What do we win? Is there a uh, probably a little plaque that we can put in the wall somewhere or, yeah. You know, it's some kind of basement going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do yeah. this podcast award. I'll yeah. get, uh, charge 40 bucks for entry. I'll pay 12 bucks for a plaque. Send it to these guys, these, these fragile human beings that just want to have uh, notoriety. Cha-ching. <laughs> uh, hey, um, I don't know if you queued this up. We got a Jenkins. Oh crap. All right. Hang on. Uh, speak amongst yourselves. Hey, what's that over there? Look at, uh, oh, did you get bit by a dog? Uh, yes, he did. Now I'm looking for... up oh, here it is. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right... Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! <laughs> Cali- California DMV worker. Actually, if you just see the words DMV worker, I think you, you can you can paint a broad... Brush. <laughs> California DMV worker slept on the job for nearly four years. Audit finds. <laughs> how did they? How can they audit that? <laughs> well, I. Well, you're gonna. All right. You're gonna. It's gonna be funny at the end of this. A key data operator at the Department of Motor Vehicles failed to perform her uh, essential duties over a period of nearly four years, Rick, because she slept at her desk for extended periods of time. From February 2014 through December 2017, the employee misused more than 2,200 hours. 
That's a year, basically, of work time as a result of sleeping on the job, costing the state more than 40 grand. You know what? That's not bad. Yeah, that's or, not. Uh, I, I take I do it for 30. According to the audits since February 2014, the f- employee failed to perform the essential duties of her DMV position. Oh, my yeah. God. How stressful right. is that? Right. For at least three hours a day because she kept on falling asleep. This is my favorite part of it. The DMV stated that in March 2018, after the completion of this investigation, it issued to the employee a corrective corrective memorandum that contains the necessary language that will allow it to issue an adverse action to her if she does not correct her behavior. Holy crap, she did not get fired. (laughs) She didn't get fired? She didn't get fired. Wow. So basically, and I don't know if it's because, well, you know, those liberals in California, you can't fire somebody without you without a warning first. So she's still working there. Um, So if you but she's been warned. (laughs) Exactly. Don't sleep another twenty two hundred. Do you have you ever fallen asleep at work? Uh, Yes, I I fell asleep on the air once. I did, too. Um, What happened to you when you Uh, this was when we were at WPGU. Uh, I was doing overnights. And I woke up and the needle was spinning around the label. You know, the this nice. is with kids. Yeah. Kids, this is when vinyl, we used vinyl. Right. And I woke up, I was playing Sweet Papa John by uh, Johnny Winter. Yeah. And Which was a, it was a Dave Stern favorite because right. it was a, like a 16 minutes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and to this day, I have no idea how long. It was, I mean, it could have been a minute. It could have been yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, my, mine is similar. I, it happened to me actually on the loop. Um, I was uh, I was doing, you know, I was producing Stephen Geary's show during the day. And then I was doing overnights, midnight to mm-hmm. 6 a.m. And so, you know, around 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. I was yeah, just. Hit the wall. I was tired. I was I wasn't drinking coffee yet in those days. I was drinking Coca Cola, and it wasn't enough to keep me awake. And I was playing the second side of Abbey Road because it was album sides weekend or something. And after the after when I, after it finished, I woke up. I was in the studio, dead silence. Yeah, right. I have no idea, just like you. I have no idea how, how long, long right. that silence right. was, um, and I just completely panicked. You know, I got back on the air, started talking right. as I'm f- trying to find something to put on. You know, next, right. and it's the sort of thing that I still dream yeah, about. Yeah, right. Of course. Today, yeah. everybody who's ever been on the air has that dream, and uh, you know, now that we're doing this show again, I'm kind of sort of on the radio again. I'm having the dream more and more again. So Abbey Road, was it Abbey Road? Abbey Road, second Some side. of those songs were written by John Lennon, right? Yeah, that's right. When did he die? Yeah, that's right. Sure. Well, that's 40, right. Uh, George still has this, by the way. George was 58. Yeah, not much, though. Yeah, no, we're getting there. Okay, we're in the ballpark. Okay, it's time for uh, our, some Cubs talk. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. So, Dave, you know I've written about... Uh, Every cub ever. Mm-hmm. I've also, uh, if you go on uh, on Just One Bad Century website, you'll see that I have uh, by birthday. So every day, if you go on this day, check out your birthday, you can find out all the cubs that were born on your birthday. And Is that so, what you people do? Is that what you <laughs> cub fans do? <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> there was only one there only one cub born on my birthday and his name was Carmelo Martinez. Mm-hmm. 
He played for the Cubs in 1983, and he was traded to the Padres, and then he was on that Padres team that beat the Cubs okay. in the in the playoffs. But, you know, to me, that's not the interesting thing. There are two celebrity Cub fans that were born on my birthday, too. Okay. Uh, one of them you may not know the name of, but he was a huge star in the 1930s. His name is Joe E. Brown. Uh, Ever heard of him? I may have put that in. He's it was an actor, comedian, baseball baseball nut. He was one of the biggest movie stars in America in the 1930s. He made his mark in a series of baseball movies. Uh, as two biggest box office hits were called Elmer the Great and Alibi Ike. Have you heard of either of these? I have. Uh, no. I I hadn't heard of them either. They they but they were gigantic gigantic hits and he portrayed fictional Chicago Cubs players oh. in those movies. Well, that must have been a big thrill for Joey. Yeah. It was all filmed at LA's Wrigley Field. Yeah. So so check it out. But he he was a big uh, Cubs fan and that was kind of his homage. If you ever see the movie uh Some Like It Hot, mm-hmm. at the very end when Jack Lemon is in the the boat and he takes off the wig uh, and, and says to the guy, uh, you know, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy says, well, nobody's perfect. That's Joe E. Brown. Okay. That's the guy who says it right there. When did he die? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't. So you don't know how old he was? I he don't. Died. But the other, the other Celebrity Cub fan, mm-hmm. born on the same day as me, Walter Jacobson. Oh, Chicago's very own. Chicago's uh, broadcaster. Caught the Cubs bug in 1945 when he was eight years old, listening to the World Series on the radio with his mother. He was a bad boy, too, or wasn't he? Or he was, yes. Hmm. But, so by the time he was 10, he was taking the L to the ballpark to watch the team. When he was 15, he wrote a personal letter to Philip K. Wrigley asking if he could become a bad boy. Wrigley hired him, allowing him to work 11 hours a day for $1.50. Yeah, right. Hey, kid, you want to come? Yeah, sure. Here you go. Uh, the, I, heard, I saw Walter Jacobson do an interview. And I, I kind of knew this, but you know that the fielders used to leave their gloves in the field. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And that was not that long ago. I mean, Walter's still around. Yeah. Mike Royko, who became a, a, like a rival of Walter Jacobson, um, he used to make fun of Walter because he complained about the bat boy days and he, about players throwing underwear at him and making him chew tobacco until he vomited and <laughs> stuff like that. So th- that was like a uh, a friendly rivalry yeah. amongst those guys. But anyway, so that's the uh, those are the Cubs that I can tell you about that uh, share a birthday uh, with your humble co-host. It's time for uh, our final feature, our second to last feature. Here we go. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Actually, it's not time for that yet. (laughs) I hit the wrong button. It's it's actually time for this. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, so (laughs) this is the part of the show where Dave brings over his Costco jar and he reaches in and pulls out a name of a celebrity. So so as I was leaving today with a big Costco jar, my lovely wife goes, why don't you just leave it there in your house? So make a space. I'm not going to lug this jar. All right. Put it in the basement. Um, I like this lady. Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner. Okay. Now we've done this one before, but I told you to throw it back in if I remember Right. right. So the last time I told you the story about uh, uh, watching all the nude scenes mm-hmm, right. uh, for a right. bit that we were doing, this time um, I'll tell you about the 
Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Has this ever happened on the radio before? No, no. Let's go. <clears throat> I think I, I think allergy I just, seasons. No, I overcame it. Okay. I'm good. Are you sure it's not a gag? It's no, insane. no gags okay. yet. Uh, so Mary Lou Henner was on our show on uh, John Records Landecker show, who by the way is coming up in just a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we we're trying to figure out a different angle because we'd had her on several times mm-hmm. already. And John came up with this idea about getting Mary Lou Henner to go into a taxi mm. in Chicago, and we'll do do the bit from there. Sure. And so we created a quiz, kind of like our minutia men quiz, for the cab driver <clears throat> to see if if the taxi driver would know the next line in a scene from Taxi. Oh, really? With Mary Lou Henner That's very creative. in the cab That's with very them. creative. Yes. And so we went down uh, to uh, uh, Michigan Avenue, and they hopped in a cab. And Mary Lou Henner, by the way, was a great sport about yeah. it. She loved it. She thought the whole bit was hilarious. Yeah. And the cab driver was into it, too. He's like, oh, my God. I got really? So kn- okay. Yes, it was ended up being a great bit. Okay. Can you get yeah, audio of that? I, I think, in fact, I know, if you go to... Uh, if you find a copy of John Landecker's 20th Century Hits and Bits, this is a CD that mm-hmm. we released when we were at WJMK, that bit it's is on that CD. Cool. So I'm giving you two tips today for you uh, radio fans out there who want to hear it. And since we're talking about radio fans, let's, let's bring them in to play the uh, audio one more time. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, we have our guest with us this morning. Uh, your name, sir? My name? John Landecker, Boy Scout Emeritus. <laughs> I, think, I think we were just talking about you moments ago. Uh, why is it that people know who you are, sir? Because I, I was on the radio, uh, and still am, but I've, I've been on the radio a while, and I was on big stations, and it went a lot of places and had millions of listeners, and that's probably why. And you're in the Radio Hall of Fame. You're also featured in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, kind that's of, cr- Yep, that's correct. Kind mm-hmm. of a big deal. Yeah, for all the achievements you had, how does being on our Minutia Men podcast rank? Is that... Uh, there, Nothing could be closer to my heart. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite childhood memory, sir? Uh, favorite childhood memory would be probably a Christmas time at Grandpa Records' house in uh, Hopewell, Indiana. You know, we're talking about childhood, right? So, yes. I'm a kid. And at Christmas, he'd put out like this gigantic box of chocolates and just leave it there on the dining room table so that whenever you walk by throughout the entire day, if you wanted one, there they were, and uh, I like that. Yeah, my my great grandmother was the same way. She had chocolate kisses in, oh. in a bowl, and so chocolate kisses to me. Every time I see chocolate kisses, I think of my great grandmother. My mom, oh, my. Was, my mom was an Andes mint. You know those Andes mints in the little green, the little oh yeah, green oh, my rectangle. God. Yeah, that was my and Milano cookies was my mom. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. So where were you when John F. Kennedy was assassinated? Uh, I was in high school, University of Michigan High School in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was in Miss Chipman's uh, geometry class. It was a uh, it was a lab school for the University of Michigan, so we had student teachers, and one of them was in the library watching television about Kennedy, and uh, she came in crying and said what had happened. And Miss Chipman's first response was, "I think he would have wanted us to finish the class." <laughs> 
How, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know, Miss Simmons? <laughs> I hear he said, I think his last wish was, why don't you put him out early? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, most amazing thing about your father, and I know that you, in your book you speak very highly of, of your dad and your family. Yeah. Um, um, I, I boil it down to his singular determination. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know, he, first of all, fled the Nazis from... Uh, Germany. Uh, then he uh, got a PhD in sociology at the University of Michigan. Um, and then he went blind and continued to teach until his death. Yeah. Did you have the same experience with your dad? Because my mom and my parents uh, fled Germany as well. Um, that whenever I had a problem, and I would tell my mom, you know, something happened at work that was bad. She would just look at me and go, did you flee the Nazis? Because <laughs> immediately every all of my concerns were completely insignificant compared to her. No, uh, no. <laughs> well, you had a better childhood. Then. Well, Name of that. every dog you've ever had in order. Zeke, Stella, Braille, Emma, Mal, Gypsy, Rubidash, Duba, Gus, and Colt. Name every wife you've ever had in order. Judy, Paula, Laura, Nika. <laughs> Good that you mentioned the current one. Good job. Oh, yeah. Uh, worst rock and roll lyrics of all time. I don't know. There's so many to pick from, but I do enjoy this one from a song. I believe it's called either the Shoop Shoop song or It's In His Kiss. Uh, is it In His Kiss? Oh, no, that's just his charm. In his warm embrace. Oh, no, that's just his arm. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of paint a picture, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad lyrics, uh, but I like that one. You know, and there's a David Gates song, a Brett song called uh, It Don't Matter to Me that's got a line in it, and he spits it out. A lot of people got an ego hammock. Well, I can't even do it. A lot of people got an ego hammock. Jeez. A lot of people got an ego hang-up because they want to be the only one. But he says it like... Really, like a... Yeah, I, I remember that song. Yeah. It don't matter to me. A lot of people got an ego <laughs> The Night Chicago Died is another god-awful. Yeah, but you know, we've been over that like a million times. It's season in the sun and all that yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. John, it's hard to die. It's hard to die with all the birdies in the sky. But that's not really rock and roll. No, no. that's true. That's true. First famous woman that ever stirred you. Your loins, stirred your loins. Are we talking an adult woman, or can that be any female? You know what? It's a uh, podcast. Yeah. There's no laws. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, if we're talking any female, it's uh, Annette Funicello. Mm. If we're talking women, it's Anne Margaret. All right. Uh, corned beef or pastrami? Well, I guess after much deliberation, I'm going to have to go with pastrami, but I could go either way, you know? I'm definitely team corned beef. Rick, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm corned beef, too. Uh, favorite movie line? Impossible. Okay. That's impossible to pick. All right. Just do How about um, favorite just, movie I'll line from Blazing Saddles? Guy. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Good one. That is his favorite movie. Is that your favorite movie? Just about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want a quick laugh, you can always go back to Blazing Saddles, and you'll get one, like, mm -hmm. almost instantaneously about something. For me, The Producers is that movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, so worst purchase you've ever made. Oh, well, I think this also would be when I'm a kid, and I'm listening to radio and all the great hits, and 
somewhere I found out, uh, found an advertisement for, you know, send us this money and we'll send you a multi-disc set of all the greatest hits. And so I bought it and I got it and I started playing it and they were all the greatest hits being sung by somebody else. Yeah. They weren't, <laughs> Sheldon they weren't, Rabinowitz does they the Beatles. Weren't, they weren't the original artist and uh, it was quite a letdown. I guess that's the worst purchase, really. All right, that that qualifies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your most memorable brush with greatness. You've had a lot of brushes with greatness. Well, yes, but the most memorable one, memorable one is John Travolta mm-hmm. and uh, a visit that we did to the Winfield Mall. Yeah. Way back when, but that was really memorable. And you can yes. read about it in uh, uh, Records. Book. Truly is yeah. my middle name. Available yeah. at EckhartsPress.com. Yeah. yeah. What about your uh, least pleasant brush with greatness story? Uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell that story. I don't think that's in the book. Uh, there was a movie, uh, I believe it was called Canine Widowmaker or something like that. Uh, it was a story of a Russian sub that he starred in, and uh, he came into Chicago for a little roundtable of questions with various movie reviewer types, and I was one of them. He was a complete dick. He was just surly and mean. Uh, somebody writing in the Daily Herald, that was the subject of the column, was how mean Harrison was. Jag he was. Yeah. 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 yeah, he was really bad. Park Ridge's very own. Well, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> what is the most satisfying part of being a Radio Hall of Famer? Is it the executive keys to the bathroom? What is the most satisfying part of being a Hall of Famer? I suppose the people tell me I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, what, I, the most satisfying. Uh, just to, I mean, that it, <laughs> excuse me. I don't know that it happened. I, it's hard. To, there's no, uh, there's no, you know, tangible benefits from it. Um, you don't go over to the Hall of Fame and just kind of gaze at your uh, at your plaque there? Uh, no, I have not done that. Okay. Uh, although there's a very cool little Lucite-type, uh, what do you want to call it? Plaque. It's not a, a trophy, I mean, for lack of a better term, um, that sits in my office. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. I thought the chicken piccata at the dinner was really good. <laughs> I, truly, uh, I need to get the recipe. <laughs> yeah, it was two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We got yeah, rolls better. though. <laughs> okay, so this is then we'll we'll wrap it up with this one. And, and thanks very much for uh, for joining us on the uh, Celebrity Minutia Minute. Um, My pleasure. The uh, the best producer slash co-author you've ever had, not best producer or right. co-author, right. has yeah. to be they did. Uh, Someone that was both your producer for you huh? and a co-author. Hold on, let me think. I had so many producers <laughs> that were authors. Yeah. Uh, was it one of your ex-wives? You? It'd be you, Rick. Okay, uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I just had to get that on tape. Of course. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us, John. My pleasure. We'll see you soon. All right, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's it. Mm. John Rick is a great guy. We, we, we talk to John a lot. You can probably tell that we're 
acquainted. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to buy his book, it is available, as we mentioned. It's, Two versions. Yeah, there's a uh, regular version. Uh, Records Truly is my right. middle name. For the cheap asses, which is $15.95. <laughs> and then the Hall of Fame edition is for the uh, is 25 bucks. And coming this Christmas season? Uh, the, the e-book. The right. e-book. All right. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Uh, you can also email us at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. We get no emails. Come on, None. somebody email us. Send an email. Yeah, right. Even if it's a dirty picture. I, I know you. this is grandfather's right. technology, right. but we're basically right. grandfathers. Yeah, exactly. I'm 55. Right. Yeah. So, so. Let's do the email thing, if you don't mind. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Dave manages our Twitter account, at Men. If you see any tweets, uh, those are from Dave. And if you uh, retweet and follow, you can get a chance to win a big old prize every week. That's very true. Just like uh, Roost Mama. <laughs> That's right. From Cedar Rapids. Uh, we have been produced by Tony Lasano of Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. That was my line. <laughs> Took it. Bastard. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Los Anno or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. John, guess who's joining us on the phone? Take a guess. I have the slightest idea, Tony. (laughs) It's your daughter, Amy Landegger. What do you know? The star of Amazon's Transparent. Hi, honey. Hi, Dad. I know you get this question a lot. Amy, is records truly your paternal grandmother's family name? It's so wild. I mean, I think the weirdest part is not only that his middle name was records, but that he also used to pretend to be a disc jockey in his closet when he was a little kid. The whole thing just feels really predestined in like a major way. John, you told me you had tapes. You used to record yourself. Uh, You know, if you ask a lot of people that are on the air now when they were little, that happens a lot. Yeah, I I did. I pretended to have a radio station in in my room and uh, took out library books. Uh, This is your announcer. And tape recorded uh, songs off local radio station and pretended this and that. I also had a thing where I thought I might be a sportscaster uh, because I lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan and listened to the University of Michigan uh, football all the time on the radio and there was a guy named Bob Eufer and this guy is insane but I thought it was fantastic. So <clears throat> I got a sound effects records of a crowd's cheering and right, stuff and right. I put it on a turntable and I'd here's it from the final minute of the game and here comes a <laughs> Radio Misfits Get more Lausano and Friends Lausano Now on Lausano.com Good luck trying to spell Lausanne or whatever it's called.